0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Android Central Podcast. My name is Shruti Shaker. I am the managing editor here at Android Central, and I have my lovely friends with me today. Hi, Jerry Hildenbrand. How are you?
1: I'm okay. How are you?
0: I'm doing fabulous. It's Thursday. It's the weekend's coming up. I'm, you know, I'm I'm good. (laughs) I've got Andrew Myrick with me. Hi, Andrew. What's up? And I've got Derek Lee. Hello, hello.
2: Hello, everyone.
0: Okay, we're going to start off right with a bang with an article that Andrew wrote yesterday. It's titled, Microsoft Copilot is what Google Assistant on Chrome OS should have been. Um, And this was a great article because I think, you know, as Andrew wrote in his article, um, the Microsoft Build Developer Conference is currently taking place and it It's not something that we would necessarily cover. It it would be covered by our sister site, Windows Central. But, you know, there are things that come out of it where we look at Google and we're like, dude, why did you not catch up and get on board with some of the stuff that Microsoft is announcing? So I'm going to hand it to you, um, Andrew. Tell us a little bit about this article and, and why you felt it was important that we covered it.
3: So, I mean, basically... So Microsoft announced uh, Windows Copilot, which is essentially Cortana reinvented, but it's instead of branding it Cortana because that branding would not have gone over well. Um, it's Copilot, and it's basically just driven by ChatGPT, Bing Chat, whatever you want to call it. It's all AI powered, uh, but instead of just being able to pull it up in the sidebar on your Windows computer, you can ask it to do different things like turn on dark mode, um, summarize a PDF or an email that you got, drag and drop files and like have Copilot interact with those kind of files and stuff like that. So that's basically like the crux of it is just it's deep system integration while also having the ability to use Bing chat right from your desktop. Uh, and my position on it is Google already had a years, years long lead on something similar with Chromebooks with the everything button, because you just hit the everything button and start typing and you can pull up Google, like a Google search. And I feel as though Google missed an opportunity, not like barred related. Cause that's this year that, that that came out this year, but I feel like Google could have done something like what, Windows Copilot does years ago. And like this would not have been, this would have been big for like the Windows fanboys and people who care about having access to, to Bing chat and AI and stuff in there's on the desktop, but Google could have had a massive lead on this and they just, they just didn't.
0: Yeah. And I wonder why they didn't. I, and, and maybe um, Jerry, you might have some insight on this. Cause you know, again, we we've talked about how Google is very careful in announcing things. And this doesn't seem like something they want to be careful about. Like, why do you think, you know, Google kind of missed out on this opportunity here? Um,
1: I, I I can't remember where I read it, but I'm sure somebody will remember and email us to tell me what I'm forgetting. Uh, Google's not interested in that. Mm. I, I I maybe they they should be. Uh, Google's not interested in deep system integration through Assistant. Uh, they think that uh, they they. Along the lines of users don't really want this complicated thing. And if, you know, analytics show that they do, that's for our OEM partners to build. That was the crux of, of Google's reasoning. You know, why, I, and you know, Andrew, why, why five years ago didn't Google Assistant able to, you know, open up a web browser and take me here just by talking to it? Those things, to me, they seem, why? You know, that that should be something that Google could easily do. Why isn't it done? And apparently somebody else had that question too. And I, 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 it was another Android website. I really wish I could remember where I read this little interview. And if you're out there and you're listening and it was you, please tell us. I want to give you and your website credit. Uh, because you, you reached out at, at, about a, a problem that, People had questions about but i agree with andrew that this is a miss this is a missed opportunity
0: i'm i'm wondering maybe andrew you have the answer to this or i don't i don't know if you do or not but are there more people who use microsoft edge over chrome os or like like a chromebook versus a a a windows pc like do we have any of those stats or, or do we or I mean just off the top of your head, like are are we seeing more people using Chromebooks?
3: I doubt it. Yeah. No, Windows Windows still has a, an enormous I forget what I think there's like one trillion active users they announced, Stern Build. I might be wrong about
1: that. Um I'm I'm looking. But I, I have something Yeah.
0: Okay, so it, it, it does make sense then that Microsoft would take advantage of this moment to integrate something like this especially if they have a a pretty large lead, right? I
3: think it's fantastic for them to be doing it. I can't wait. I'm going to put it on um, an extra spare Windows uh, laptop that I have later when it comes out in June. But I think this is like that's why part of why I wrote the article. I think this is genius because not only is it interacting at a system level, but it's, you know, when you go and try and use chat GPT specifically, there are certain prompts that will provide better results. OK, but with Copilot, at least the way they made it seem in the demos this week and the videos that I saw, the presentations that I saw, it's all natural, all natural language. Hey, turn. can you turn? can you uh, can you summarize this PDF or summarize this email? Hey, can you turn on dark mode for me? Hey, can you turn on a timer for me? for you know 30 minute timer and then it just does it all in the side panel and i really feel like this is this was this would have been such a big deal for google to have on chromebooks and i i think part of the reason why they didn't and haven't focused on it is what jerry said but it's also most of chromebook market share is in education and i don't think that they cared enough it, it wouldn't have made sense for Google, Not that they didn't care enough, but it wouldn't have made sense for them to do all this just for one subsection segment of the market.
1: Okay, this this mm. we were talking about numbers. I don't have hard numbers. They give percentages. Uh, Chromebooks, Chrome OS is 5.86 of the global market. Uh, Windows, of course, is huge, second only to Android at 28%. But Edge is less than 5% of the market.
0: Interesting, interesting. This isn't isn't
3: even Edge.
1: Yeah, this this is how you boost Edge. Right. That's that's what these numbers are telling me. This is Microsoft being aggressive because the next step is CoPilot. Of course, if you ask CoPilot to open something in the Internet, it's going to use Edge. This is CoPilot feeding people Edge, showing them, you know there are a lot of people who have no idea that edge is an actually decent web browser because they've never used it this is how microsoft hopefully gets more people to see it
0: okay and 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 andrew andrew to actually to ask you another question are the people who are using windows pc or you know windows laptops are they mostly students younger people or are they do you know if their age the age bracket is sort of all over the place
3: i have no i mean jerry would probably know better than me I, i i haven't looked i'm just going but the numbers that i said was just based off of what microsoft said during their their one of their keynote presentations i don't know I don't know what the, the split is. I just know that Chromebooks are primary, like they're extremely popular in classrooms because they're cheap and they're, re- and they're reliable.
1: There's, there's no way that Chrome OS has caught up to Windows market share it just, you know, over the pandemic and people aren't buying Windows, blah, 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 Chromebook sales increase, blah, blah, blah. You, it, every, every office. In, in the entire world is filled with windows computers mm-hmm. uh at least i'd say 75 percent of the homes in north america and western europe have a windows computer in there. windows actual windows market share counting from like windows 8 forward is is ginormous that billions figure doesn't surprise me at all
0: that's uh interesting okay i want to kind of throw you guys a a curveball here because um this is related to all of this and the reason why i'm asking you about this is you know, uh, in terms of who's using it. Um, So today in Canada, actually, um, privacy authorities are investigating ChatGPT's use of personal information. Um, So essentially, the federal and provincial privacy authorities in Canada are pursuing a joint investigation into OpenAI, the company behind artificial intelligence-powered chatbot, ChatGPT, et cetera. Do you think something like this would come to the U.S. and do you think it's going to affect the type of announcements that Microsoft has put through during the BUILD conference that is happening and also, you know, something like CoPilot? Like, do you think an investigation could affect um, the rollout of something like this?
1: No. (laughs) That's never coming to the United States because... Nope. there is no real consumer protection in our government. I'm sorry. There's just not. But if, if I were Microsoft, I would welcome this. Because if you don't get the regulation and the consumer protection figured out before you really start jamming it down everybody's throat, you're going to turn into another Google where instead you're paying fines every month.
3: Well, it's like didn't wasn't the uh, one of the CEOs or one of, one of the top guys over at OpenAI was in Congress last week or a couple weeks ago, and he said, "Please regulate
1: us." Yes. <laughs> Basically, yeah. he didn't yeah, know, like I actually
3: don't. say it like that, but he said,
1: "Please regulate AI." Yeah. You, you have to if you don't regulate. If they don't start now, it will be too late, and it will be another google situation and i'll use google as the example because my god google is the world's bad guy and google is constantly shelling out money for stupid things they've done but it was completely legal for them to do when they did it Mm -hmm. that's a problem
0: yeah well i guess um i'd be i'd be curious if this invest it's a similar type of investigation did go to the u.s i mean as you mentioned jerry probably isn't or um you know it's likely not going to happen, but I would be curious if it did. And if that would affect a rollout of something like co-pilot.
1: Um, I'm, I'm wondering why the EU is so quiet right now about this. Yeah, I just, you there's, know, there's something
3: this morning. I just haven't been able to read. It oh, yet. really?
1: Yeah. They're, 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 you know, they're starting to
3: perk up on it.
1: And, and they probably are just being slow and methodical mm. and maybe even working with Microsoft. Hopefully that's the solution the the government I'll use Canada since that's who we're talking about the Canadian government sure open an investigation do all this but more importantly sit down with microsoft yeah, of and course, say hey of course. this we don't like this why do you do this yeah find a better way to do this
0: yeah i i know i i fully agree i think it's all about working together sorry derek what were we going to say
2: i was going to say as far as the eu um, I know that they're they're apparently like drafting some AI act um, which seems to um, it seems I haven't really like read too much on it but it seems like it's trying to essentially help regulate and slow things down a bit because things are moving pretty fast and um, I was reading something from um, Reuters uh, like yesterday um, and I think Google um, said something about like they're working with the eu um on like an ai pact um to sort of like you know and on sundar pichai um you know is kind of working with them to help you know get ai regulation underway
0: interesting
1: i i I, you know i and we're gonna spend too much time talking about this i'm sorry Shruti, (laughs) but uh, regulation from a government is not the answer I'm. I'm sorry. There are plenty of good things the governments of the world can do, but heavy-handed regulation of things they do not understand is not it.
2: Yeah, I. I, I agree. I think, I think it's about working it's,
0: together. It's, yeah, right? exactly.
2: I think it's good that like they're working with Google. Yeah. Potentially, I guess with Microsoft, maybe. I, in getting these things mm-hmm. in making these things happen because I, like as as much as like Google, is sort of spearheading a lot of this AI stuff and Microsoft and OpenAI, like, I I, I wouldn't necessarily want the person making it also regulating it.
0: No, of course. And, And I, like, I just think working with one another is probably the best bet here. Like, we know that AI is not stopping anytime soon. And it's instead of just like canceling it or banning it like you might want to just work with the companies and figure out.
1: The problem is the only people that understand it are the companies that are doing it. Yeah, but that
2: gives them more control. If they're the ones controlling how it's being regulated then who's to say they're going to regulate it in a way that like that it needs to be regulated and that's why they're not. They're definitely not. Yeah, and that's why I think think it's important that they need to work with the governments on regulating it. (laughs) Cause they understand it. They understand like, you know, Google understands the technology, but the government understands regulation. So they need to work together.
1: Right. I I think there needs to be some sort of clause about intent. If Microsoft makes a mistake, uh, if chat GPT makes a mistake, sharing too much user information, you need to find the intent. If this was a mistake and this was something they didn't foresee, then it's your normal $200 million fine. If there's ill intent there, that's when the governments need to turn screws, put companies out of business.
0: Fully agree. We're going to talk a little bit more about the government in a bit. But I do want to turn to an article that you wrote, um, Jerry, over the weekend. Um, It's called The Pixel Tablet Isn't Going to Fix excuse me, the Pixel tablet isn't going to fix what's wrong with Android tablets on its own. And I, I thought this was a really fun article. Um, and I really, you know what? I just, I'm just going to, I'm going to hand it to you because I think you're the best, you're the best person. You wrote this article to describe what this is all about. So take it away.
1: <laughs> Gee, thanks. Uh, <laughs> the, there's, there, and, and Android tablets have a problem. If you listen to this podcast, you've heard me rail about this over and over again but that problem is not good hardware i have used a a galaxy tab s8 plus whatever the hell they name it now the good one that thing is a work of art that thing's beautiful uh the only redeeming feature it has in the software comes from samsung that's the problem the problem is android is great on a phone there's a really good base there that companies can build upon and make phones that people enjoy using that work really well. That's not there for tablets yet. The, the, the base is there, but there are no, the, 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 the software is not up to snuff. I rail on this all the time because I care. Uh, I just, I, I don't know what a Pixel tablet is going to mean.
0: But I was I, just going to ask you that. Like, do you think that when and if you get your hands on a Pixel tablet, your opinion could, very key word, could change based on what you discover with the tablet?
1: Yes. And that's because, not because this is Google, you know, selling another tablet. Google has done that before and they all sucked. But because this is the Pixel team who does not have to, Look, if you bought a Nexus tablet, a Nexus tablet was a vehicle for developers to use tablet APIs. Nothing more. They, the the UI on them was just a big blown up phone UI. And that was by design. This is not that. This is a Pixel. Look at a Pixel phone. But, a do, Pixel but phone. do you
0: think that would be the case? Like like, you I, know, I, I think we talked last week, I think it was I, when we were talking about the Fold and how Google... I mean, like Google hasn't said this, but I think we are all on the same page is that Google created this phone not as a way to become the number one foldable device, but really to give a guidance to other companies who are creating foldable devices to also improve on their own products.
1: That's what I'm hoping. Uh, The the Pixel team doesn't have to build Android from, you know, just what's there. So it's a, a perfect, environment for developers, they can build a consumer device. A good consumer device. And Google definitely has money. They I think I said that Google could pick three of its best engineers and say, make the software on this folding phone amazing. Well Google could do the same thing. Well the Pixel team. I I shouldn't interchange the two. The Pixel team could do the same thing with a tablet. I want to see a tablet with a good UI, I, 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 I go back to what Amazon makes. I do not like the Fire tablets, but their UI is, they're trying. They're trying something different, trying something that works with that form factor. I wanna see the Pixel team try something different, try something that works with the form factor. I, I wanna see Google as a whole do something to get developers excited about making apps that work great with this form factor uh maybe that's what this can be but just selling a tablet google just selling a tablet is going to be no different than when google sold the nexus 9 it's going to make zero difference this isn't this isn't the developer portal for for new for new apps right
3: this this is the this, like we talked about before this is the portal for the new smart
1: home stuff uh, maybe maybe i i hope not because that means that this is just another device that's going to make zero difference. If all Google cares about is, let's integrate our smart home better with this handheld instead of something that, you know, you set on your desk. I, I really hope that's not the case. I, I'm afraid you might be right. But this is, this is a chance to make me... Not tell my best friend, oh, you should probably buy an iPad.
0: Well, um, I, guess, I guess I'm guess i excited to actually see what happens when we get that tablet and we read our first reviews. But then also, I would love to revisit this conversation with you when that comes out. Because I, yeah. I, I think you might end up having a different op- opinion. But then, again, I don't know. Maybe you, you'll have the same opinion. Who knows, right? Like, I think, I think time will tell. So part of
3: Real, like I know, we we want to move on to the next topic, but part of the, part of the thing is that we're not going to know how this is going to look until next year.
1: Right? It Google is slow. Like
3: it's we're not gonna. It's not gonna be right out of the gate. We're gonna know that this is gangbusters and changing the game forever for Google with tablets and yada yada yada. We got to wait and see what they're going to do because they could release this, tweak the software the way they need to, and then just abandon it in six months anyways like they've done with tablets before. And
1: and what what you're going to get if you buy a Pixel tablet, when you open the shrink wrap and pull it out, you're going to get a Pixel phone blowed up on a bigger screen with some smart home stuff. That's what you're getting. But that doesn't mean it has to stay that way.
0: Well, I think so. Here's where. We were we will have to revisit this. It's it's one whether this tablet will, is is as we mentioned before really the redesign for a a new smart home system for Google or will this be a redesign for tablets and for uh, basically being a, a a form factor for other tablets to
2: build off of. I guess you know I I I kind of hope it's
1: both. Um no reason it can't be both, right? I,
2: I like because I I I have a um what is it the the nest the first nest hub, um and I really enjoy it um and I have a bunch of Google net like Nest speakers around my home, um and, and I really like and I really like them but I I personally have never used an Android tablet, and I think having this tablet sort of geared. Sort of towards the smart home, but also still be a tablet. Actually, makes me want to use an Android tablet because, like, it gives it, it gives it a purpose besides just being a tablet. That, like, I may pick up every once in a while when I'm just at home. Um, you know, I can I can just have it there, use it as like a smart home hub thing. You know, when it's not really in use, and then when I want to, you know pick it up and, I don't know, c- consume something, then I can pick it up and use it as, as a tablet. Um, so I kind of, I, I, really, I, I really like what Google is trying to do here. I just hope that they can get it right.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay, on that now let's take a quick break. We have a bunch of other really fun stuff to talk about. We'll be right back. If your business earns millions or tens of millions of revenue, Stop what you're doing and take a listen because NetSuite by Oracle has just rolled out the best offer we've ever seen. NetSuite gives you the visibility and control you need to make better decisions faster. And for the first time in NetSuite's 22 years as the number one cloud financial system, you can defer payments of a full NetSuite implementation for six months. That's no payment and no interest for six months and you can take advantage of the special financing offer today. NetSuite is number one because they give your business everything you need in real time all in one place to reduce manual processes, boost efficiency, build forecasts and increase productivity across every department. 33,000 companies have already upgraded to NetSuite gaining visibility and control over their financials, inventory, HR, e-commerce, and more. If you've been sizing NetSuite up to make the switch, then you know this deal is unprecedented. No interest, no payments. Take advantage of the special financing offer at netsuite.com slash android. netsuite.com slash android to get the visibility and control you need to weather any storm. That's netsuite.com slash android. Okay, I want to talk about Netflix. Um, You know, we knew this was going to happen. So essentially, Netflix's controversial password sharing crackdown has finally hit the US. So essentially what this means is that Netflix Netflix is cracking down on password sharing. Um the company will notify account holders that are sharing their accounts with users outside of their households and users on the standard and premium plans can add one or two more members respectively. We knew this was coming because this is already you know, it was being tested in other areas around the world. Um, I think initially it was in, the, in South America um, and, and then it eventually came to Canada, uh, et cetera, et cetera. I guess it's not that big of a deal for me because we've already sort of kind of been experiencing it. Again, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not in charge of our Netflix account, so I'm not fully certain here. But
2: I was about to ask, do you use Netflix?
0: Yeah, we do. We have. Uh, OK, so I have Netflix. Disney Plus, uh Crave, HBO, which is essentially our version of HBO Max, but we have Crave and then we also have HBO. And then I have um Apple TV Plus. So yeah, we we do use Netflix. We love Netflix. It's it's a fun platform, but it's, I'm also kind of really over it. Um but I guess, you know, obviously this is something that is pertinent and relevant to You guys in the U.S., how do you guys
2: feel about this? I'm actually curious, because you you say you're not in charge of the account. Um, I assume you're on someone else's account. Like, are are they being affected by this?
0: I haven't asked. I should ask. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
2: because I have have other friends. Uh, I I have a friend in Colorado, and then I also have my mom. Um, Like, they're on my Netflix account. Um, And then I have a kid's account for my little brother. Um, And interestingly, like, I... I've sort of brought it up to them, like, hey, this might be happening, um, and they've kind of been like, "All right, well, what do you want like us to do?" Because like you know, if if you want us to get our own account, then maybe we will. Um, I haven't I haven't really had that conversation with my mother because I'll just you know obviously keep her on, but you know now like at least for me it's like making me consider like all right like do I want to keep doing this like because I'm on the premium so I can have at least two other accounts um, yeah.
0: So just to clarify. So, yeah, it is affecting in Canada. Um, I'm just reading an article right now. I guess I wasn't really paying attention um, to what was happening here. But ironically, I probably talked about it on the radio and I just forgot <laughs> I forgot about it. But anyways, so essentially Canadians um, will have to pay an extra fee for sharing their passwords with uh, others across multiple lo- locations, um, it, which was supposed to roll out for U.S. customers a month ago. And I'm assuming it's now going to happen. Um, but essentially for us, it's interesting because so I like my my partner is the one who's in charge of our Netflix account, so I'm in the same household. But then we share our thing with his family as well. And they're in the vis- like they're in the same province in the same city as us. So I'm assuming it's not really going to affect affect them it doesn't affect them but I'm assuming it will affect you Derek because you have people in different states who are sharing your Netflix right
2: yeah and like you know Netflix said the other day like oh we're gonna start sending this email like as of I think Tuesday or something and I haven't gotten the email yet so I'm just like all right, like are they gonna start charging me because like I think I I don't think they necessarily immediately charge you I think it's like you know I think they're I think if you don't set it up then they're just gonna kick the other people off um this is gonna back and i may have to get clarification on that but um it's you know now i have to like make an effort to like set up these extra accounts you know and then when they do they're gonna have essentially their own like separate login and account situation but but i'm paying for it so it's a little interesting it's a little different than i guess how it works now Do
0: you know how much it is in the U.S.? Like, the extra fee?
2: Yeah, it's $8 per person.
0: Would you pay that extra fee?
2: Um, uh, you know, again, I've been back and forth on it because it's like, A, you know, I have T-Mobile and T-Mobile pays for my Netflix, most of it. um, So I don't really pay that much for Netflix. So it's like, you know, if I were to pay for these extra accounts, it wouldn't really... I feel like it wouldn't really be all that much. Like, essentially, I'd be paying for what I should be paying for Netflix.
0: So, my um, other question for you is, are you, you are you watching Netflix a lot? Like, are, is that you know, what you watch
2: the most? It's not. Um, in fact, yeah, I, I probably use, lately, Disney Plus more. Um, I remember throughout the pandemic, it was mostly Amazon Plus. Or, sorry, Amazon Prime. Um, and then, like... Uh, you know, I, I feel like I, I I feel like yeah, I don't really use Netflix all that much except for like a handful of shows. And like they keep canceling everything, so it's like
0: Yeah, and but this is this is what I find interesting because I've I've consistently been wondering about this for a while, which is you know, will we go back to bundling services like we did with cable where you bundled certain channels but we we would do it with streaming services because in canada we have a streaming service um bundle a bundle streaming service called stream plus it's done through telus which is one of our um telecom providers and essentially you can get netflix apple tv plus and discovery um in the bundle for and you pay a certain amount of money and i and i wonder why that hasn't picked up yet like you know i i look around A lot of my friends, they have different services, you know, across the board. And it's like you would save a lot more money if you started bundling these streaming services. And then the other question, too, is like if bundles were happening, you would feel less stressed about adding an extra cost because you're you're paying a little less for a bundle service does that make sense like like i wonder if you had like a a bundle service and you're paying like let's say you're paying 20 bucks for three services then that additional eight dollars wouldn't mean so much to you as opposed to now where you're paying like full price for all of your services plus the additional fee you're questioning whether you want that or not
2: and it's interesting that you bring that up because um You know this whole like netflix pay like you're charging you for more people it's coming at a time where you know uh disney plus is you know integrating hulu content into its app um and then you know hbo had the discovery merger so now we have max which you know you're paying the same price for essentially pretty much but you're getting all this extra content which i love because i you know now i get to um now i get to uh what is it um binge watch like you know all these shows that i never got to watch like H- how the universe works and like trixie motel um so like i'm excited for that and then like you know and i think there was something i think paramount plus is merging with um someone else but um showtime yeah showtime so i feel like all these mergers are happening and no one's really necessarily like like, I think Netflix is the only company charging for extra people on your account. So it's just a weird move for them. It's not weird. It's just, it's just, it's, it's kind of desperate. It's it, desperate. It's not weird at all. They it's, just want more money. Well, yeah, well, again, did? it's, it's yeah, desperate.
0: Uh, yeah, they want more money, but I think they also are desperate because they're worried that all of these other streaming services are coming up with better content that isn't getting canceled. And he, and they want to retain their number one status. Just skip cable. Who watches cable? The, we only watch sports
3: on that's, cable. That's the point. That's the that's the point that we're at again. It's if you want bundles, to go
1: to cable. Because Andrew's right.
2: Well, I I, I I agree to a point because yes, we're at the point where we have so many streaming services that like we, you might as well just pay for cable. But I think the reason why cable like cable has been failing is because with all these streaming services, there's the on-demand aspect that you don't necessarily get with cable.
1: I get better on-demand from Comcast than I do from any of the services out there. It,
2: the, well,
3: my, my argument was going to be, if, if, it's so, if the on-demand stuff is so important from Netflix, then why are they losing money? Why are they losing, why are they losing users? Because we
2: have all because these other services. they keep
0: canceling. Yeah, there's all these other services. They keep canceling really good shows. They try to you know, bump up their service by saying, "Oh, look, Stranger Things are a number one our number one show or, you know, whatever that other Netflix show that's really popular. I can't I can't think of it right now, but like they keep coming out with these shows that are like, "Oh, number one," and that's how they're holding on their customers, but there it it's just like there's so many variables that are that, that that's the reason for why Netflix is losing sub- subscribers not like the number of other streaming platforms with better content that aren't getting canceled, cheaper in cost, like the cost of a Disney, I could be paying, I could pay for Disney, Apple TV and maybe one other service and it would cost almost the same price as a premium Netflix account.
2: Right, like I barely touch Apple TV Plus, um, but and some I of the shows on it. Apple
0: TV are freaking incredible. Hello, yeah, Lasso, they are,
2: and and Ted I'm still Lasso. waiting. F- yeah, Ted Lasso, uh, and I'm still waiting for like a lot of other shows on Apple TV Plus, and I barely touch it, but I pay for it because it's so inexpensive.
3: Yeah, and then
2: like like I was saying, you know, over the pandemic, I barely touch Netflix um you know i was using everything else
0: and like netflix uh, can't be banking on I just kept
2: binging tiger king
0: <laughs> i was just gonna say <laughs> you can't keep banking on these like reality shows like they're not even that great like the
2: love circle is, love is, is like blind. not that
0: great let's be real
2: <laughs> yeah
3: honestly the yeah, only yeah, thing about like, are the trashy the trashy reality tv shows <laughs> that we've had to deal with for the, the past only, 20
2: years i know the only seriously. good thing the only good thing about like those trashy like love is blind shows As is the host um, well not even that it's um, i don't know if you guys watch on youtube um there's like a netflix show uh, like a netflix youtube account and um Trixie Mattel and Katya two drag oh queens God. they they essentially it's just them watching these shows and oh, just making fun of it and it's that's the so best great. thing ever like that's I won't great. even watch the actual show I'll just watch them reacting to it and it's the best thing ever
0: That's so funny all right. Well, anyways, moving on to something a little bit more serious. Well, I guess that that is serious, but this is more serious. <laughs> so um, a few days ago, Google agreed to play. Ugh, I can't speak today, guys. Google agrees to pay Washington state. Wow. <laughs> I just I can't. Speak. Let's, let me let me try that again. A few days ago, Google agrees to pay Washington state. $40 million over location location tracking claims. So essentially, Google will pay the state of Washington, um, you know, close to $40 million to su- settle a lawsuit accusing the search giant of tracking users' locations without their knowledge. According to the lawsuit, Google profited from users' locations data, even if they op- opted out of the tracking feature. The state of Washington accused Google of deceiving its users. Um, I have a lot of questions here. One... How did Google get away with this for so long? Um, well, first
1: off, let me stop you right there. Okay, tell me. 1,001, 1,002, 1,003. Google just made that money back.
0: Oh, true. <laughs> this,
1: is, this is nothing. This is, this is cost of doing business. Google's lawyers were all smiles coming out of that hearing. And uh, why are they giving the money to Washington State when they were taking advantage of the users? This should be class action. Was it a class action?
2: I mean, I mean that's more money for my state, so I'm, you know, I don't care.
1: It's well, coming to me somehow. when you get your check from Google? If this was your state, that's what I'm saying. Why does the comptroller for Washington State and Olympia get a big fat check from Google and not Derek?
2: I don't know. I just figure it's going to my state somehow. So I'm. I'm it ain't going it. to your
1: state. By the time that the Google actually actually pays this after appeals and everything the dollar will be tanked so much it'll be like enough to buy a frosty (laughs) maybe but this is i mean this is more what i was talking about before this is this could have been fixed it could have been fixed years ago it didn't get fixed google was able to get away with it and get away with it and get away with it now they didn't get away with it anymore and they got a tiny little slap on the wrist for doing something that somebody didn't like they're going to get a slap on the wrist from three or four other states too google doesn't care
2: no the, and i feel like this isn't the first time google has been in trouble for this so it's no, very it's not. confusing i think I, did, and it's didn't illinois asked. like a couple years ago didn't illinois have like the same problem with google yeah
1: illinois indiana somewhere out there it, same problem and and same solution give google a how
0: are we how are we still getting how is google still getting away with this though like i just don't because, get
1: it because the language here, Google isn't really doing anything wrong. The, the, the instructions, they're not tracking users without consent. You're granting consent because it's so complicated and convoluted to actually opt out of everything because it's an opt-out situation instead of an opt-in situation. Oh, it's the so real, convoluted. The real fix is... When you sign into any type of device that can track you through a Google account, you're opted out of everything, and there's an onboarding process. Would you like to have this? Here's why you might want it. Here's what it actually does. And we'll never see that. So So what's the fix here?
0: Because I thought we had, like, a whole thing a few years ago where... (laughs) We did. And then they didn't just... Like language is just not a, 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 of importance to Google. Like I don't understand.
1: Well, I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. It, it's if if the sign says one way and it's in English and you only speak, you know, Portuguese and you don't understand the words one way and the police give you a ticket. Who's wrong? I, I, you know that that that's. Not for me to judge. It's not for any of us to judge. But there's a clear disconnect there. Right. Maybe the the person didn't want to go the wrong way on the road. They didn't understand the sign. Or maybe they just didn't give a flying F. And then when it came to court time, they say, well, I didn't understand. It wasn't in Portuguese. I don't know the fix. But it's never going to change. Google's constantly going to be paying these very small fines that, the numbers seem astronomical to us. Right. My God, send me $40 million. No, no, for you, sure. I'll, I'll be on a Discovery Plus show. <laughs>
0: for, sure. <laughs> you know? for sure. $40 million <laughs> but, is not a lot for Google. But that, that is a question I want to ask you, Jerry, or whoever wants to respond. Um, when we look at those numbers, can Google get away with paying all of these fines every so often? Sure. And how, how, how long can they go with paying these fines without going bankrupt i
1: i I will say whatever day this happened uh what was it it it, it's been four five six days ago that this news broke check the stock price at the close that day i'll I'll bet it didn't go down any if if, you know any it might have went down because of the way the economy is but it didn't go down because of this people are still sinking their money into google Google is still raking in money hand over fist. $40 million means jack squat to a company the Google, size of Google's
0: Google. Google's going to
1: Google. That's right. Are and we're going to let them. I yeah, I like a lot of Google's products. Google is the company that I give away way too much of my personal information to because they give me what I want in return. But I absolutely hate some of the ways Google does business. Fair. This is one of those ways
0: there. Okay. Well, you know, read those, uh, terms and conditions folks. And, um, don't be fooled.
1: And don't say yes. If you don't understand.
2: Exactly. If you
1: don't understand, yeah. if you don't understand, you duck, chat GPT. Yeah. use <laughs> Duck duck go to find the answer because oh my God. this, this does affect you. Yeah, for sure. It does affect you. You say, I don't care. I have nothing to hide. It's true. Let me look through your underwear drawer. Give me a key to your house. You do have something to hide. (laughs) No, you do have something to hide. Every single one of us has something to hide. To be honest, I
0: really don't. Like, I don't have, I don't have much
1: to hide. I don't. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) I don't mean you're doing something wrong. That doesn't you have you have a right to privacy yeah you should for demand sure. privacy no, of course you of course. would not have me standing in your bedroom rifling through your drawers just because eh, i don't care no this is i agree no different.
0: I, I know i agree i fully agree with you on that. oh so, you got
1: me mad now
0: no i'm i'm just i'm just messing with you jerry it's fun to mess I with know, you i know
1: <laughs> but okay. ev- everybody needs to understand that
0: i i fully agree Okay, but yeah, seriously, guys, um, read those terms and conditions, and if you don't understand, chat GPT it, Google it, figure it out before you give your consent to anything. A small PSA. Okay, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's powerful hiring platform can help you do it all. We streamline hiring with powerful tools that find you matched candidates. With Instant Match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job, according to Indeed data in the U.S. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because, let's just face it, you want to be able to find the right candidate for your job. Candidates you invite to apply are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in search according to US Indeed data. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash ACP. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash ACP. Indeed.com slash ACP. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Indeed. Okay. Um, the lights are going to be on you, Andrew Myrick, yet again because you put out a review um, less than twenty-four hours ago. Okay, so it's called Tick Watch Profile Review. There's a new sheriff in town. I really want to. I want to try doing that in a southern. There's a new sheriff in town.
1: Oh my that was, God! That was that was awful. amazing. <laughs> no, no, that was perfect. That was a Canadian perfect.
3: Southern accent. I don't even know how to there feel it. Right there is
1: now. a
0: new sheriff in town. Oh, chaos. my
1: god, Oh, it gets better. Keep doing it.
0: <laughs> okay, but but in all seriousness, there's a new sheriff in town. Okay, uh, so you gave uh, it a three, no, sorry, excuse me, 4.5 stars out of five, Um of quite a few quite a few pros a few cons your your pros and your crows your pros included incredible performance essential mode uh should be on all smartwatches, multi-day battery life health tracking is better than expected the rotating crown is an excellent addition and your cons included might be too large for some no google assistant on board proprietary charging needs to die a fiery death (laughs) (laughs) we're worried about future updates. Oh, that's so hilarious. And I edited this. I I forgot that you wrote that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, talk us through this. Uh, Let's start with your pros.
3: (laughs) It seems like Qualcomm delivered.
0: Great. That's always a good thing, right? That's a good thing.
1: Two years, a year and a half, however long it's been. Yeah, on, On the eve of the big update. They they got the old version of the software out the door. Yeah, exactly.
3: No, I mean no, I mean like the processor. The W five plus seems it, I had zero good lagginess in my time with this, like using this every day. Um, and the same cannot be said, even though I love the Pro. Th- what's it called? The Pro Three Ultra, whatever the hell. Um, that I where I had problems with every every tick watch that I had at some point on the uh the, on the older hardware. Um, but the real star of the show continues to be the battery life, partially because of that L C D overlay that they use when you run out of juice. Being able to have a smartwatch where it have it die and still be able to use it as a watch is something that every smartwatch
2: should have.
0: That's actually really, so, really cool. Yeah, so so I like agree.
2: When it completely dies, you could still use that outer L C D.
3: Yeah, like you Yeah, until like there is a battery that will run out. I didn't try and see how long I could get it to go. Um, it's probably on me for not doing that, but yeah, like, and it still shows you. Like, imagine if that was
0: there. Imagine if that was there on an Apple Watch. Like you. So again, we've talked about this before. Apple Watch users will still use their watch even if the battery has died because it is considered a quote unquote fashion statement, a style statement, whatever, whatever you want to call it, class statement, whatever you want to call it. But if you had this mode, that would be the most like that would be so convenient because then you can still use your watch.
2: I think the Pixel watch has s- something similar. Not really, but like when it dies, like, yeah, like, it'll still think, show
3: you the time. Yeah, but this is different because it'll show you the time, your steps, your heart rate, like at that moment it doesn't continuously track your heart rate but at that moment it'll show you your heart rate and it's just every single smartwatch needs this it'll never happen but it needs this because it's just awesome
2: well i think you know i think this is part of one of the like um benefits of the w5 plus gen 1 chip like with that co processor or whatever because i don't think my voice said they're using their own co processor this time which is why i think they're using this chip um but, uh, you know, it's supposed to be able to handle these things a lot better, like, you know, in low power modes like this. Um, so it might, you know, we could hopefully maybe see it in other watches just without the extra display, I think.
3: Yeah, I, I mean, maybe. I'm not, I'm, I'm not holding my breath. Uh, if anybody was going to do it, it would be Samsung and they haven't done it yet, which probably means it won't happen.
0: Um. Okay, well, let's talk about the cons. Um. They're really, I mean, the cons that you mentioned really aren't, like, deal breakers, in my opinion, at least. I mean, maybe the proprietary charging stuff, but, like... No,
3: that's not even, like, a big deal breaker. That's just a personal gripe that oh, I have I guess, with every smartwatch. I
0: guess Google Assistant Google Assistant would be the, the biggest red flag, or or whatever you want to call it.
3: That's not even, that's second, mo- that, like, that's the second biggest thing. The biggest thing for me is mob voice handling of software updates. I don't know if this is... I can't sit here today and tell you whether, yes or no, when Wear OS 4 comes out in the fall, if that's when it comes out, that the tick watch, this brand-new
1: smartwatch is going to get it.
0: Yikes.
1: But does it need it? Huh? That, the important thing is, does it need it? Is there anything lacking that a, a software update is going to provide? I, I, th- I
2: think it's less about, like what you're getting and i think it's more just like you know because i i'm on like the Mobboy facebook and i see a bunch of the fans complaining that wear os 3 has not come and granted wear os 3 is a huge update i you know relatively um with wear os, no, 4, wear OS
3: 3 is a massive update compared to yeah
2: two. and with with wear os 4 it, like so far where we've heard you know it's not bringing a lot um but i think you know mobvoi would still like right now mobvoi like people are like throwing tomatoes at mobvoi because like the wear os 3 update has not come out yet and i think if mobvoi were to lag on wear os 4 that would like that would really piss off their fans
1: that's you know what if you're going to buy a smartwatch because you're worried about what you're going to get in the future buy the pixel watch or something from samsung and don't be an idiot if you buy another smartwatch you buy it because of what it can do today. And as long as something doesn't come along that makes any of that stop working and you felt you got your money's worth on day one, you're still getting your money's worth.
2: True. And I will say that, at least for, for Mobvoy, you know, they've explained that, you know, the Wear OS 3 update hasn't come yet because of their proprietary um coprocessor and you know them trying to work with making it work with Wear OS 3, whatever. Um, and and again, it doesn't seem like they're using a proprietary thing here. Um, I could be wrong, but you would hope like, they learn
1: their lesson. Yeah, so that that yeah.
2: makes me that makes me think that you know, the update, the future update could actually come sooner than you know than what we've been you know how however long we've been waiting for it to come on other watches. So I mean, I'm at least hopeful. Um, but that's just me. I am curious though, Andrew, um, you say it performs, you say it performs well. How does it perform? Like, cause you've used the pixel watch. How does it perform compared to that?
3: It's the same interface. It's the same experience on a larger screen. It's not
2: tick watchified. Right. I, I just mean like, in terms of like navigation, cause like, you know, I've, you no, know, it's butter. Um, Everything's
3: buttery smooth. I like. Okay. I can't gush about it enough. Like it's so just. It's so enjoyable to use. Like this is what I wanted from a Pixel Watch because I have. We've discussed it ad nauseum. Like I'm. I'm a big guy. I have big wrists. I love my Pixel Watch, but I. It looks like a child's. Like I'm wearing a kid's bracelet. <laughs> Plus the screen, like the screen's bigger. There's no like super big bezel. That
0: was a delayed. That was a delayed laugh. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't imagine you looking like wearing a child's bracelet. Like what?
1: <laughs> I, I don't want you to step away from this charging thing. Software aside, all, all the security stuff is done on on your Android phone the way Wear OS works. But this this charging thing, uh, we've railed about the smartwatch charging standard several times. Uh Nick was in a situation where the cheese standard, the supposed cheese standard, uh he found out just how difficult that is to even get to work i think on a a galaxy watch four or
3: no it was the pixel watch when his rabbit chewed through his pixel watch charger
1: right which you know what in the end that works but it's such a mess and I, i can't help but think it's made to be a mess on purpose to sell more chargers uh this pogo pins pogo pins aren't proprietary pogo pins are great for charging and data transfer but it's different than everything else uh man really come on companies it would be so easy for you just to say hey. Here's our watch it'll charge on any Qi wireless charger and we've even made it so the band won't screw up the charging. Just set it on there on on the coil and it'll be charged. Do that. Don't don't do stuff like this.
3: I'm hoping I'm I'm hoping that the the when the Qi2 standard rolls out, it's supposed to be later this year. We'll see if it actually happens. I'm hoping that makes its way to smartwatches because the biggest benefit to me from Chi, from Chi two is the magnetic aspect of it to keep it in place. And if it comes to smartwatches that could literally solve as long as every smartwatch supports, supports Chi, the Chi two standard, it could solve all of the problems.
1: I I do believe any they're going to sell in the EU have to support it. So that means no company's going to make, Two different watches, one for the EU and one for the rest of the world. Yeah, because so. I like
2: I like what you know Samsung has got going on with its charger, where you just like just slap it down and it just does its thing, and it like magnetically attaches
1: whatever. But you know, yeah, Apple Watch it's, it's not cheap, it so yeah, yeah. I, ma- magnetic charging isn't isn't new, and we've talked about this. I can't help but think I hate to see it baked into a standard that you have to use. Uh, that just. Makes some guy not look for a better way to do it because this is how it has to be done. But is it this, this, the, the, the charging? Don't, man, if you lose the cable for this, uh, you have to buy a new watch or reach out to support. Or, or yeah, what if you lose a cable for this? What, well, well, you know, I, I'm I don't think you can buy it.
3: I don't think yep. you can buy a replacement charger right now for it. Is it not like the same that. like type? Of, is it not the same type of charger from the previous models? Uh, I don't know because I don't know where my Pro Three Ultra or the charger for it is.
0: Because
3: <laughs>
2: like I mean, because when I look like with the older or sorry with the newer Fossil um, smartwatches, um, the charger like they've they've changed it slightly on the newer like the connector part on the actual watch. But the charger is physically the same as the older ones, and so I'll just like interchange
1: them. Even if it's the same as the older one, if I had this watch and I'm going camping this weekend and I lose the charging cable, yeah, you Saturday morning, I can probably go to a gas station and find some crappy Chinese off-brand Qi wireless charger, but I'm never going to be able to get this cable. So I essentially do not have a smartwatch until I can get another one from the company or wherever a third-party seller might end up being. That's dumb. That's dumb. I don't know. As far
2: as, like, like, sure, yes, we could use Qi, but, like, I would also rather not rely on wireless charging. Um, Like, I would still want some sort of, like, physically... Connected thing.
1: Well, that's not
3: going to
2: happen.
1: I. Well, yeah, I unfortunately, well, right, I agree right. Like,
2: I, I, yeah, I know there's not going to be like, you know, a proprietary like a proprietary, or sorry, a um, a standard charger there. But um.
3: Like, I mean, they could if they brought back micro USB because it's thin enough.
1: Well, no, these <sighs> poco pins would be just fine. I'm. I, thanks, thanks,
0: Jerry.
3: Yeah,
2: I, like I would, I would. I mean, I if if we could get something with that as a standard for smartwatches, like, I mean, that would be great. Obviously, you know, I would love USB-C, but that's not going to happen either.
0: Maybe um, that's an article you should write, Derek.
1: Well, I think Michael already wrote it. Yeah, Michael, Michael already did this. Yeah, I, I don't think you're going to be able to fit a cable connector in a watch, ever. Uh, p- pogo pins, you know, that, that's a, a thing. Uh, but, you know, there are plenty of other wireless standards besides Bluetooth. Let that damn thing connect to Wi-Fi. You know, no, we're not we're not doing the Wi-Fi direct sing and dance. <laughs> yeah, do something, though. But Bluetooth is so freaking slow and unreliable half the time.
0: All right. Well, I guess our next watch is going to tell us whether what's going to happen. I don't know. <laughs> nothing. We'll see. They're probably nothing, it's going to yeah. be the
1: same. Come on.
0: Probably. Anyways, I want to move on. I want to move on to our final topic. Um, it's, it's we're still talking about smartwatches. Um, so the Huawei Watch 4 has an unusual health feature that Apple Watch has yet to pick up. Um, so a Huawei executive claims the newly launched watch Four has a blood glucose monitoring feature. Huawei says the smartwatch will alert the wearer when it detects irregular blood sugar levels. The watch is said to achieve this topically by using specific health indicators that can be read in as little as 60 seconds. OK, so I have a lot of issues with this. I, I don't have a lot of issues. I just I, I really need to, like, give a disclaimer. And I think Jerry will agree with me on this. So. This is a great feature. Like, don't get me wrong, it's a really cool feature. And we've seen Apple come up with really cool health features. But I feel like the more health features we add to smartwatches, the more people are going to rely on them so much to the point where they will only believe what their smartwatch is saying as opposed to getting a second hand. Yep like a a second opinion, which is the real opinion of a doctor.
1: I agree completely. I mean, you remember what happened to me six months ago? Yes, I do. If if I had just believed my watch, um, you know, who knows what would have happened?
0: Right. I, I
1: agree with you.
0: Yeah. And I mean, okay. I think this is probably also why the Apple Watch hasn't included something like this yet, because it takes a lot of health, you know, official approval for something like this to be included in a watch. I'm sure Apple is trying to test something like this. I'm sure Apple is also trying to test blood pressure monitoring on their watches. Right. But I don't know. I don't, what do you guys think?
1: I think if there was an easy non-invasive way to monitor blood sugar, your doctor would be using it instead of sticking a needle in you. Yeah, exactly. I would not trust, you know, any company, not just Huawei. It could be Apple uh, to, to invent this when you know healthcare professionals can't get I, this kind of equipment. i also
0: feel like i don't want to this this is like this just seemed very like um who's that chick that i can't think of right now who tried to like do blood testing and like
1: oh yeah like, that lady that's went to prison
0: yeah like i'm not obviously this is not like that but it like it's just like it's too much like it's too
1: but they,
3: I I'll trust my Pixel 8 Pro to tell me my skin temperature before I trust a smartwatch to tell me my my blood sugar levels.
0: Yeah, I just I
1: don't know how I feel about it, but Yeah, te- 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 is it, easy. I
3: I think it's a I think it's a cool idea. I do not think that as much as these if you know Samsung does it with the Watch 6, if Apple does it with their next their their next watch it's going to be cool it'll be a party trick yeah but the problem is that we know that it'll be a party trick somebody's going to take it for real and either not pay close enough attention or pay too much attention and either way they're getting wrong information i think that right. these companies these smartwatch makers need to step away and help the industry in different ways and i kind of think that samsung and apple did that because they've both been working on something similar but all the reports say that they've stepped back from doing so. They're not pushing as hard to implement this stuff into another watch. And there's a reason for that. Huawei can just be like, hey, guess what, guys? We're only available in part of the world, but we got there first.
0: Yeah, and it, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, it really doesn't.
1: They're, they're going to put a tiny little sentence in the instruction manual somewhere telling you not to trust this. It'll be on the uh, back page in the smallest font right. possible. and but But the market where this watch is available for sale are they going to be held accountable if somebody believes it and dies no no of course not i mean i don't that's the thing they can get away with it because yes i know you can buy huawei equipment in in parts of europe i know that don't email me but 90 plus percent of their stuff is sold in china they get special treatment in china i'm not going to Go rail! Oh, there are spies for the Chinese government. I, you know, I don't know about that. I'm sure they get special treatment because they're a huge Chinese company, and the Chinese government loves huge Chinese companies. Uh, you could say the same thing for the United States on some level. But if Apple made a watch that tested your blood sugar, and you died because you trusted the watch, there's going to be a lawyer that is going to be able to break apple over the coals even if there's a little disclaimer in the instruction book that is not going to happen to huawei i
2: I feel like you know even if apple or samsung were to do something like this like and i feel like i've seen it from like elsewhere too where it's not really just like a little disclaimer where it's like like really saying like hey you know we can do this but like be careful yeah be careful let this only inform you and if you know if you notice something on the watch go talk to your doctor
0: yeah
1: 100% but well, like charity said pe- people aren't going to do that no. they're they're going to oh my watch said i'm healthy
0: yeah yeah and and that's the thing like i love using a watch to track your health in terms of like working out and your steps and that kind of stuff and like I'm sure like the, the heart monitoring stuff can be helpful to an extent, but you really got to take a lot of that with a grain of salt. Like nothing beats a real professional. And it just, I, it, I, I starting to little, it's starting to bother me a little bit that we're trying to add all of these extra. And listen, I'll be the first to say like my dad, um, and we, we recently got him. I can't remember what it was. I think it was, a, I think it's a Garmin or, um, I can't remember which watch um, it wasn't the pixel watch, but he was able to test his blood pressure and it was so completely off and he it kind of freaked him out a little bit. And so he actually used his blood pressure, like the actual machine at home and he tested it and it was giving the right reading. And he was like, I can't trust this watch. Like, it's just, it freaks me out too much. And you like, it's, it. you can't, you got to,
2: well, aren't, aren't you supposed to, like, use the actual blood pressure first as, like, a, um, like, as a reference point before you use it on a wearable,
1: like a smartwatch? Yes, but now, Shruti's father, from all the stories we've heard, he is into tech a little bit, at least. He, he likes tech. He, he does. He understood <laughs> that he's seeing something that can't be right. Let's check this on real equipment. And, and he would be the type of person who would check the real equipment to see just how far off this is. But not everybody's like that. It's going to tell them their blood pressure is fine. And they're going to go on about their, their day when, you know, what if they're going to have a stroke? Exactly. You know, knowing your blood pressure is important for a lot of people. There's, there's and Sorry, Jerry. I just, this, it's marketing. This, this, this blood glucose monitor thing. This is fine. This should be marketed as a way. Hey, if you have blood glucose glucose issues, this is you know maybe something that little extra that might be able to tell you if something's coming on. But still, use the equipment your doctor gave you. Don't rely on this. And it's not marketed like that.
3: Something else to consider too, with all of these every wearable device, every smart wearable device that you have, well, most of at least. There's some type of calibration that needs to happen. You can't put a smartwatch on out of the box and it's going to tell you exactly what your heart what your right. what your Samsung, blood pressure is. Like
2: with with a blood pressure monitor, Samsung, you know, says like, you know, pretty blatantly like, you know, you're going to have to ca- like you're going to have to calibrate this first and then do it like every so often.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's not a
3: it's not a throw it on your wrist and call it a day kind yeah. of situation. Like it just,
1: Nobody's going to do that. I, I
3: No, I, I, keep, I agree. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying it for, because the people who are listening, so they know.
1: Right. Like that's, you you, that's you should, but you not Like won't, a PSA. I just think, like me in my aquarium testing equipment. You're just going to use it.
0: Yeah. Just at the end of the day, don't rely on your watch for your health. Like, talk to a doctor. Talk to your doctor. <laughs> okay. Um, Ask your doctor
1: what he thinks about it. And yeah. he'll tell you.
0: Yeah, for sure. Okay, I want to talk about my favorite thing, the thing that made you happy this past week. So who wants go to go first. first? Okay, go, 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 go.
3: I'm off next week.
0: <laughs> Yay! <laughs>
3: I cannot tell you how excited I am to be off. Now, I'll still be working because that's just how my brain works, um, but I won't be here. And I'm just happy to have a couple of days off. Like, I'm off for the entire week because Memorial Day, we're all like the holiday. But I'm just happy to be off for a week.
0: Good. Well, we're excited for you, too. Who wants to go next?
2: I'll go. Um, I'm also off next week. (laughs) But but, I mean, I'm technically going to be working. um, But, you know, I'm going to be physically away from my home and I'm going to be elsewhere on the other side of the country. So I'm uh, really excited about that.
0: Yay. Well, I'm happy for that. And you, Jerry?
1: Uh, I'm not off next week, but I am going camping this week (laughs) and I, I haven't been camping. Camping is not easy for me. I need a special bed to sleep in. Most listeners know I, I have issues with my back and my legs. Uh, it's, it's, I'm, 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 I'm a little afraid. You know, I'm I'm thinking. Well, Jerry, this is going to turn into a Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, where you're up all night. But then again, I don't care. I'm going to spend time with my family. I get to teach my granddaughter how to fish. That's cute. This is yeah. This is this is I I I've, I've I've needed this, and we had planned to do this. Two years ago, and of course, the world fell apart, and everybody got sick and died, and we're all zombies now. What movie was that? Anyway, Resident Evil 4 happened, so we couldn't do it, <laughs> but we're doing it this year, and we're actually going to a lake where uh, this, this company, before it, we changed management, we had a big company retreat at this lake in Georgia. It's Lake Lanier. Oh, fun. So... That'll be kind of cool. I'll get to stay That's in exciting. the same place I stayed at before. and Except this time, I'm going to be in a cabin instead of a nice, cushy hotel room.
0: I love that. That's so I want to go
2: and have, yeah. have so, Grandpa so Jerry teach me how to fish. Dude,
1: <laughs> you know what? Get to my house by maybe love 8, it. 9 o'clock tonight. <laughs> I'm on my way. Because I'm, I'm working from a, a kitchen table tomorrow so I can be ready when them girls get out of school. It's their last day of school tomorrow, too. That's so so
0: cute. Oh, my gosh. I love that. Well, I'm not off next week either, but um, that's fine. It's no big deal. Um, What made me happy this past week? Well, uh, you all know that I love cooking. And um, I got to prepare my first course meal for a a few friends. Um, So essentially, I created the menu. Um, you know, I made all the food, like it, it was like an experience and it was just so much fun. And it was just, um, it was really nice to be able to like build my hobby even more. And I plan to be doing more of that this summer. And I'm going to hopefully a cottage this, um, later at the end of the summer. And it's going to be, I think eight or nine of us, and I'm going to be planning, uh, hopefully um a five course meal uh for them to experience.
2: So,
1: wait, so what, what did, did you make? Yeah, because <laughs> I like to eat, not cook. So tell us.
0: Okay. Um so f- it was it was my first one, so I only did a three course meal because um I'm not used to
1: <laughs> Stop uh, the excuses. Tell us what you made. <laughs> okay, I'm sure okay. it was delicious.
0: Okay, okay. So I made mm. Uh, So it was a three course meal Uh, for the starter. I did a a seared paneer tikka. So paneer, if you all don't know, is a form of cottage cheese. It's Indian cottage cheese. Um, So I did a paneer tikka, uh, which was marinated in a yogurt with different spices. And then I seared it and I um, almost gave it like a barbecue type of effect uh, to it. And it was paired with um, a green chutney, a cilantro green chutney that was spicy and tangy, um, along with a sweet yogurt with pomegranate seeds on top. So you had that mixture of like the sweet and the tanginess and the spiciness paired with the with the cheesiness of the paneer. So that was your starter. And then uh, for the main, um, this was my husband's idea and I'm going to give him all the credit for it. Uh, but I. I wanted to obviously do something Indian again. So I did, um, I did Indian style bow. Um, so if you guys don't know what bow is, it's essentially an Asian, um, dish. Uh, it, it's sort of like a, um, um, like a bun, a, a bun that, that is stuffed with different kinds of things, but I, I made it Indian style. So what I did was I steamed the buns and then I coated it with, um, a garlic sauce. So you would have almost like a garlic naan type of bow, And then I stuffed it with two I different stuff. I need to stuff.
3: disappear to go get some lunch. <laughs> I,
0: I stuffed it with two different things. So I did an alugobi, which is essentially um, potato and cauliflower, but I roasted it separately so that you had a more crispy texture as opposed to a mushy texture, which is what happens with alugobi. Um, it, it becomes mushy because of the cauliflower and the potato. So I, instead of cooking it together, I, I cooked it separately so that they roasted and they became nice and crispy. So that was the one um, the one stuffing. And then the other stuffing I did was a your classic uh, butter paneer. So butter chicken, but with with paneer instead, because I'm a vegetarian. Um, So that was that was the inside. And I um, I, that that was the main. And then for dessert, I made um, an apple chai masala cake. (laughs) So Yeah, that was, that was my, uh, that was my three-course meal. Sure they come feed me? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really special. It was really exciting and special to do. And um, I, I,
1: I have a request. Yes. And I know you're a vegetarian. Yes. So I'm going to request anyway. One day, one day you and I are going to be in the same room. Okay. I really, really, really love Indian mutton curry.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: And and the, I just I can't you know where I live yeah. I'm not gonna get if I can find an Indian restaurant it's just you know whatever mutton they can find at at Safeway and spices they can buy at Costco <laughs> yeah I, I I would love to you know with ginger and the, the, oh, the yeah. yogurt and yeah and some some you know goat goat I. I, I spent time in Africa with my last job. I, I love goat. I know in the States we don't eat it a lot, but if, if you like lamb, goat is delicious. Make make that for me, please.
0: <laughs> I would love to, Jerry, but I have never touched meat in my life. Can you believe that?
1: Well, I, you know what? I'll stand, uh, I'll, I'll sit there while you're cooking it, and I'll do the little taste test with the little spoon, <laughs> and I'll tell you if it's good or bad. Okay. I just, that's something that will make that
0: happen for you.
1: (laughs) Yeah. The last time I had it and it was any good was actually Derek. It was in Seattle and it was delicious and it was years ago. And that's one of my favorite dishes. And I can't get it. I have, I, I thought that I would never ever have a chance to eat it again, but maybe, Trudy maybe
0: you never know hey you, you never, never know. know but um yeah so that that's basically what made me happy this past week like food is really something that i love a lot it is so special to me and it brings people together and it makes people happy and if i can cook it and make you happy that is that would be a joy for me so Heck yeah <laughs> now you know what's
1: going to make me happy one day what's and that? in fact every week what what jerry what makes you happy the idea of Shruti making me that that curry <laughs> That's what's going to make me happy.
0: Fair enough. All right. Well, on that note, uh, I'm sure you all are really hungry at this point. So whether you're listening to us in the morning, afternoon or night, I hope you go get your food and you feel good when you eat it. Um, Thank you so much for taking the time and listening to us. We really, really, really appreciate it here at Android Central. And until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye.